1: Welcome to the Brain People Podcast. My name is Amanda Anguish, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm your host today, and my co-host here is Dr. Daniel Bynus. I should have just let you speak for yourself. That's but okay. What do you Go do, ahead. Dr. Bynus? Tell <laughs> us a, what you do. I'm a
0: psychiatrist, and I love what I do.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, today we're going to be talking about victim versus victor mentality, and we hope you'll get a lot out of it. So let's start. And my first question is: Every good presentation starts with let's define what victim and victor are so what's a victim
0: okay so when we're talking about a victim mentality we're really talking about someone that tends to blame their circumstances having this kind of blaming mindset and what we call in psychology an external locus of control Mm -hmm. and basically what that has to do with is the sense of like, okay, my circumstances, maybe it's other people or things that uh, are happening in my life. They're really to blame for my mental health, for mm-hmm. my bad job, for my bad teeth, for you know my unruly dog and everything else in my life. So it's kind of like this, oh man, Life is just happening to me and I can't do anything about it.
1: So like everything outside of me is the problem, not exactly. me. Exactly. No, I'm not the problem. Exactly. Everything outside of me.
0: And I can't really do anything about it.
1: Oh yeah, I'm handicapped to my circumstances. Exactly. Okay. So if that's the victim then what is the victor mentality? What's that what's the definition of that? Yeah,
0: so basically the victor uh, mentality is the opposite. So that is somebody that uh, another way the uh, term that we we often use is an ownership mentality Mm -hmm. where they take ownership of their life. They say, you know what? I can't control everything around me, but I can control um, how I respond to that. And so it's this sense what we call in psychology, instead of external locus of control, internal locus of control. Like I can't control everything in my life, but I can control my response. And so this sense of like, okay, I'm going to take responsibility for my life, even though I can't control everything happening to me.
1: Okay, so internally, locus of control.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> so focusing on what I can do about the things that are happening externally. Exactly, okay. exactly. Cool. So then let's get a little deeper with the victim part because some people might want to figure out if they are more identifying with the victim so what are the some of the symptoms of like a victim
0: yeah so some of the common symptoms and I think you could probably speak to this very mm-hmm. well as well as a therapist but uh, constantly blaming uh, other people or circumstances having this mentality of like life is against me mm-hmm. and uh, you know it kind of reminds me of, of one individual that I talked to and and they said that um, their their father he was very depressed himself and he said you know life is like a bowl of cherries it's full of pits
1: <laughs> and cherries <laughs> and cherries.
0: Right. But, but just kind of like this yeah. negative, you know, pessimistic um, out, outlook, uh, reliving painful uh-huh. memories and 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 almost relishing in that. That's a symptom. In other words, like saying, oh, man, this is uh, it. it just was terrible. You know what happened in my childhood or it was terrible what happened. And it might be, you know, but uh-huh. continuing to recount those terrible experiences, or did you see the way that person treated me? It was just terrible. And 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 you know, it's one thing to mention it and then move on, but they keep bringing it up, and
1: uh, it's and almost sort of like romanticizing it, mm-hmm. like oh, this you know tragic thing. But let me tell you the story, and let me go over it again and again, and and sometimes we call that perseveration, where we just keep talking about the same things, and you know, it'd be nice if they talked about good things, but in this case, it sounds like they're all negative things. Right. Like, it's let me tell you every bad negative thing that's Negative
0: happened. perseveration, feeling mm-hmm. sorry for yourself. And in a way, you know, kind of using that to attract people to feel sorry for yourself and get attention. And that's mm-hmm. often, you know, a big benefit. Like one of the big symptoms of victimhood is like, okay, I derive benefit some somehow from being a victim because I'm mm-hmm. going to, Get help and I'm going to get attention and and my love needs, and so the more sorry I can get people to feel feel for me that you know the 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 more I'm going to get some of those needs met now, I will say you know a lot of people this can be very much learned behavior mm-hmm. and it's not like they're purposely like wanting to be victims and so yeah. you know if you're if you're some of these things are resonating with you as our listeners, you know i don't want you to be feel um you know, judged or criticized It's just like, okay, um, this might be the best way that you've learned to cope so far, but I'm hoping that you start realizing through this podcast, there's, there's better ways.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of things we don't realize we're learning. I, I talk to people all the time about this. Like, I don't recognize there's something wrong with what I'm thinking or how I'm thinking because I've never gone in somebody else's brain to see how they think. So this is kind of just helping people become aware of maybe where their victim symptoms might be. That's
0: right. Yeah. And I'm curious too. um, And I know you're supposed to be interviewing me, but (laughs) you know, just as, as, as a therapist, um, obviously there's got to be some secondary benefit, right? I mean, mm-hmm. in your experience, what do you think? Why do you think people kind of have this learned behavior and fall into this victim trap? Because obviously if there wasn't benefit, people wouldn't keep doing it, right?
1: Yeah. I I think one of the things that I've noticed in, in that victim mentality, and again, like you said, not everybody tries to go there, but they find themselves there, is that it it keeps me from it keeps me from having to experience failure cuz what if i try what if i don't have these reasons for staying here and i have to try or i can try and then it doesn't work out the way that i want it mm, to mm-hmm. well if i'm a victim and i just can't do it then i don't have to try and potentially fail which also means i'll never potentially succeed though too
0: no, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that, but that makes sense because then it it makes it actually kind of an easy out and a bit of an excuse because you know part of us might like hard work a little bit, but most of us our natural response I think is like ah, I'd rather not work. I'd rather have someone else mm-hmm. do it for me. And then you know the other piece that I really have seen is that um, because of that attention, like we all. Love attention. We love love. Like we mm-hmm. need love. And so if that's how we've learned, like you know, our family dynamics or whatever, we've learned oh, honey, exactly you poor
1: thing, right? and we don't know how to get that any other way. And exactly. we'll seek that out. Then yeah. we're gonna
0: seek that out because mm-hmm. that's what we've learned will get us the attention and the love that we need. Yeah,
1: the so. direct path there. Yeah. So, okay, so why does it matter? knowing these things and stuff like that. What are, what are we going to get out of this at the end?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, even though there can be some individual uh, initial, maybe quote unquote benefit, secondary gain, the broader outcomes for having that victim mentality are actually quite negative. Mm -hmm. So what studies have shown is when people have that victim mentality, that they have higher rates of depression and anxiety, more difficulty uh, managing stress levels Mm -hmm. and, you know, just being less successful in life, uh, being less able to, to persevere through challenges and difficulties.
1: It's almost like, It's almost like taking on a handicap that you never had to have.
0: That's right. Yeah, exactly. And so there is a huge downside for having this mentality because it essentially paralyzes people.
1: Mm -hmm. And and that's, I think, as a therapist, that's one of the hardest things to watch is when somebody... You just initially look at them and you're like, wow, they're attractive or wow, they seem to be, you know, of a stature that could handle all kinds of things. But then you hear how they talk about their circumstances in their life and you realize, wow, like I anticipated that they would have so much more or be so more, much more in life. But that mental victim mentality redundant, but that mentality of being a victim is actually holding them back and I never would have guessed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it really puts a ceiling on people's ability to grow and change where they could have been so much more. And the good news is, you know, if people are willing to identify this and see this and say, okay, I don't want to allow myself to have that ceiling anymore. The Mm -hmm. sky's the limit, you know, and I think it's exciting.
1: You you just said something and um, we didn't talk about talking about this, but when you said sealing, do you think even like politically sometimes certain things we make ourselves a victim maybe when there isn't another perpetrator out there? And stuff. And so we're constantly like fighting back and forth because we think we're a victim of somebody else and stuff when maybe they aren't perpetrating in the first place. Yeah,
0: I think that definitely can can happen. And and so that's why we have to be very careful even in. Uh, just assuming people's motives and kind of being in that mentality of like, oh, I'm being attacked and people are against me. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, are we really? Because that that can totally put us in this mental position to get in the defensive, to get in this victim mentality. And that, yeah,
1: so it's kind of like we're projecting that onto people without maybe them even intending to do anything yeah. to us. So we have stuff. to be
0: very careful with that. You know, the, the whole thing that we're talking about of some of the outcomes of being more in a victim mentality and kind of the negative aspect of that versus the opposite reminds me of this one study that um, was actually done uh, in the Illinois uh, Bell Telephone Company. Mm-hmm. Now, this was a study that was actually done on uh, stress and um, and and basically the impact of stress. And it was started all the way back in 1975. Mm-hmm. And so it was really interesting because 1975 was before the telecommunications competition and deregulation act was passed by Congress in 1981. Mm -hmm. And and basically this act that was uh, passed by Congress uh, made it so that uh, now suddenly the uh, Illinois Bell Telephone Company had all this competition. Okay, Mm. so that was terrible for the company. Right. Mm -hmm. And so within one year. Half of the workforce was laid off. Wow. And so they they were following these people and watching the impact of stress on their lives. And what was really interesting is that a lot of the people like really crashed and burned and struggled. But then there was other people that actually thrived. After and these are they, all the
1: people that were laid that off. Were laid off.
0: Exactly. So half
1: of those crashed and burned, and the other ones were were thriving, thriving, and
0: doing really well. Mm -hmm. And they're like, "What's the difference?" And they looked at their mentality, and the mentality was basically that victim versus victor mentality. The ones that thrived had what they coined hardiness,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: hardiness,
1: resiliency, yeah, Yeah. And, and
0: hardiness that they defined as the courage. To grow from stress, Mm -hmm. the courage to grow from difficulty and say, okay, I believe I can grow and Mm -hmm. not only persevere, but actually become a better person through all of this.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. We all should want that for ourselves. And I'm sure it even created even more potential for the ones who had that, you know, hardiness to go looking for other jobs, maybe even get better ones versus. What happens when you think you're a victim is you don't even try. That's right. So, you know, the outcomes were even greater for those who thought they could handle it.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it shows that, you know, sometimes when we go through hard circumstances that even though we, we think, oh boy, maybe this could destroy me. If we have the right attitude facing it, it can actually become a helper, not, a mm mm-hmm.
1: Mhm. And I think uh, I think that's one of the things I've noticed even in my clients how they've handled the p- pandemic is some people, you know, they slept more, they watched more Hulu or Netflix and stuff and just sort of gave up in the midst of it. Whereas I've noticed other people, they're like, hey, you know, I didn't realize spending all this time with my kids would be fun, you know, or Or I've decided to continue to homeschool my kids because it actually was a bonding experience versus the other parents are like, get me out of here and right. get them back to school. I don't know what I'm doing. But the ones who appreciate it kept, you know, adjusting until they found the right, you know, thing for them versus some people got healthier and got more fit because they had more time at home. They didn't have the, you know, the transition of going to work versus incoming home. They could just take that hour in the middle of the day to exercise or something like that. So they were looking for those things. So it seems like even being a victor makes you more creative.
0: That's right. And other people gained the COVID-19, as yes. they say, right? Yes. <laughs> and that's the other side of that coin. Not the
1: freshman 15, <laughs> yes. but the COVID-19. That's
0: right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. So what are three ways, this is kind of a funny question, but what, what are three ways we foster victim mentality?
0: Yeah. And I think it's an important question because when we, we want to, of course, end with how can we foster that victor mentality but Mm -hmm. it's also important to know what are some potential pitfalls that we can foster that victim mentality Mm -hmm. because there's real specific things that can do this and one simple one and this and and these three things aren't going to you know encompass all the ways we can foster the victim but you're not
1: going to give me everything yeah we're not going to give you everything
0: (laughs) but some general principles so you can kind of know what to look out for but one is simply watching too much news media Mm -hmm. and i'll tell you why you know I've, it's been amazing over the last several years. Um, I've noticed such a strong trend for those people that watch a lot of news media, they really struggle and it almost becomes like a bit PTSD-ish, like a little traumatic, you know, Mm -hmm. because there's all this stuff that they're watching that's terrible that's going on, but how much can they really do about making a big difference, a big change Mm -hmm. I mean it's it, and I'm not saying we should be completely oblivious to what's going yeah. on on the world stage and certainly we want to make You
1: won't be oblivious right. so somebody will tell you That's, even if you're Exactly not I have for lots of it. news
0: reporters coming to my office every day in the form in, in the disguise of patients <laughs> telling me what's going on but, Did you see this Right exactly um, but but the point being you know we're inundated with all this negativity we can't do very very much with it you know, passive stress. Exactly. We call it. Yeah. And, and so it puts us in this mentality of like, all this horrible stuff is happening. I can't do anything about it. What is that? That is the victim mentality. It right is. Yeah. yeah.
1: Except you can go online and tell them what you think of the story they just told you about, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> which I'm true. like, I'm not an expert in this. Why do you want my opinion?
0: <laughs> but, but And then it ends up being inflammatory and actually just making you feel worse. Cause then someone else has a different opinion uh-huh. and nothing changes in the end. Yeah. Right? It
1: Two groups just get further and further apart in their thinking. So anything else to foster the victim? um,
0: Secondly, would be uh, really reflecting frequently on the way people have hurt you in the past. Mm -hmm. You know, reflecting on- But
1: they really have hurt me.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and it's true. I mean, oftentimes we've been very wounded, but how much good does it do- to keep reliving that pain, mm-hmm. you know? And, and and certainly I'm not saying we shouldn't go through the process of forgiveness. We, we should, you know? And we need to face that pain um, and deal with it and process through it, but continuing to talk about it over and over again and almost wearing it as a badge on our shirt sometimes of the wounds we've received, like this is my purple heart because mm-hmm. I was whatever, you know? And certainly, again, I'm not trying to say, It's a horrible thing when people are abused and misused and all of this, but we need to be so careful not to just relive that over and over again. It's like watching
1: the film over and over again of what happened. There's a quote that I love that I have to share. And, And the quote is, you can be given a cactus, but you don't have to sit on it.
0: Yeah. That <laughs> that is a good and
1: quote. I don't want to sit on my cactuses. Right, I I want to acknowledge them, maybe even remember them, so I don't go back to the places mm-hmm. that have hurt me. But I don't want to keep reliving them, and yes. sometimes that's hard if you do have PTSD to keep have if you have flashbacks and things like that. But if you have the option to you know redirect your thinking or to talk to somebody or you know, even distract yourself with something healthy at that moment, that's a much better thing than just letting yourself dwell on it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So and number three, the
0: third one is refusal to look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so easy for us to like when bad things are happening in our life uh, to really look outside of ourselves and want to blame our spouse our kids or dog, mm-hmm. you know, he ate my homework again yeah. and <laughs> you know, what, whatever it might be or our, our boss, and maybe the problem really relies lies in us, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it's because the way that we have a hard time getting along with other people, and we're you know just really um, snappy and uh, and reactive, or you know maybe it's because we haven't developed a good way of actually time managing, or you know whatever it might mm-hmm. be, we need to be willing on an ongoing basis to self-reflect and even to get feedback from people that we trust and say, hey, you know, this is the problems that I'm running into. But, and it seems like, I keep repeating, um, do you have any thoughts about why, I mean, am I doing something wrong here? And ask mm-hmm. that honestly, you know, not just- because be to be safe enough right. to hear
1: it too yeah. when they tell you.
0: Exactly, yeah. so I think it's, it, you know, that refusal for us to look in the mirror can definitely uh, foster that victim mentality.
1: Okay, so we're both sure there are other things that you can do, but how can we foster a victor mentality instead?
0: Okay, so this is the fun part because there are some really cool things that we can do to foster that victim. I'm sorry, victor <laughs> mentality. <laughs> Don't be a victim. Yes. Don't be a victim. <laughs> I'll take responsibility for yes. that. <laughs> and and the first one is actually realizing our response ability, mm-hmm. and that's kind of a play on words right and stephen covey he he used that, and he he coined that term response ability, in other words, our ability to respond mm-hmm. even though things do happen to us that are completely out of our control that we have the ability to respond in in a different way, a way that makes a difference and and sure, you know we can't control like maybe. Um, the way that people are treating us or, you know, um, maybe a fire that happens in our neighborhood or whatever it might be, something terrible, maybe even someone coming wanting to beat us up or something Mm -hmm. like that. But we can definitely control how we respond.
1: So that seems to suggest that I have choices. Exactly. I'm no matter what situation I'm in there's always going to be a choice of how I respond to that. Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. And no matter how bad it is. I mean mm-hmm. it reminds me Victor uh, Frankl uh, he was a a Jewish Appropriately psychiatrist. Named. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Victor yeah, that's true. Victor Frankl. I, I never even put that together. <laughs> I didn't either until just now. <laughs> Victor Frankl. Um he was a Jewish psychiatrist that was put in a um, concentration camp. And Mm -hmm. he really, he fostered this idea. You know, he was one of the first that he said, because before then there was a big school of thought, like it was like stimulus and response. In other words, if there's a certain stimulus, then you're going to respond a certain way. But he said, no, between stimulus and response lies a space. And in that space lies our choice, mm-hmm. and in that choice is our freedom. You know. So, in other words, even if people are using us, trying to use us, abuse us, we can still maintain our dignity, our respect. We can we can respond in a healthy way.
1: Yeah, it reminds me of my grandfather. Growing up, I would hear stories of him in a Japanese internment camp in China, and um, and how. You know, there was this dichotomy between how he responded to it versus how some of the other men in his camp, because they separated the men and women where he was. And he said, you know, he was trying to like trade his shaving kit for a mosquito net so he wouldn't be bothered by the mosquitoes. But meanwhile, there'd be like some of the guys would come in, lay down on their bunks, turn over, and they never got up. Like they literally died in that spot. And I just, just the stories of, how my grandfather and other of the men that were around him were, you know, like planning and strategizing and different things that they were doing, and I realized, like, I don't want to be those guys in the bunk that just roll over and give up right. and stuff. My grandpa made it out, yeah, alive, and That's it amazing. was hard, but he made it out alive, and, and I don't so want to. Was
0: his mentality? Yeah, right? it was
1: his mentality and the way he thought, and I always admired that about him is how you know. He just had this savviness to him of he seems so gentle and he's kind of a small man. But like if you ever saw his harsh, his harder side, you're like, oh, OK, <laughs> I,
0: th- I think you have a little bit of that in you. <laughs> I, and I, I hope so.
1: But I, it was just it was amazing to hear the stories that he went through and and that he he never talked about them in terms of like what happened to him, but it was always like, yeah. And so we did this and then we did this and then we did this. And wow. I, and it was almost like, I don't think anybody else telling that story would have told it the same way but I'm just thinking about that yeah, as we talk no, about it. no, absolutely.
0: That's super neat. And I think that brings me to the second point mm-hmm. of uh, fostering the victor uh, mentality, which is uh, what I'd like to call plot twist. Yeah. You know, and and really that, again, you know, okay, so this is happening, but a lot of it has to do with how am I thinking about what's happening um, to me so that I can respond and even see the silver lining see mm-hmm. the potential for growth and see how i can really make lemonade out of lemons mm-hmm.
1: you know and we all want an exciting story nobody wants to i mean maybe you don't want a story written about you but if you did you'd hate for it to just be a boring she woke up this morning and then went back to bed later on we want the story that has the plot twist those are the stories we like to read to see how people respond to them there's something that inside of each of one of us, we want to think like, I could do that. Maybe if I was in that situation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the really cool thing is uh, there is even types of therapy and we call it cognitive behavioral therapy Mm -hmm. that really fosters this sort of thinking, right? Reframing it and saying, okay, we can reframe things in a more positive way and we can behave in a, in this way and, and really think about it this way so that, Good things actually can mm-hmm. come out of this difficult situation. And
1: that has to do with choice, too. I have a choice as to ch- believe this about the situation or I could believe this or maybe even believe this or believe that. And there, there's limitless ways that I can think about the situation. Absolutely. So. Cool. Number three. All
0: right. So the final way to help foster a victor mentality is actually healthy spirituality, mm-hmm. a connection with God. Because, again, there are so many things that are outside of our control. But if we know somebody that can intervene and can control everything, that really can put our mind and our heart at rest, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 realizing like, OK, I don't maybe see I definitely don't see the big picture. But if I trust that God does, and I know that he has good in mind for me, Mm -hmm. then even what I see right now, and maybe I'm upset about, I know in the end can work out in a positive way.
1: Yeah, I'm reading through the story of Joseph right now. That's my favorite story in the Bible, I think. But just watching how many times he was kicked down and mistreated and everything, and it doesn't tell you so much what he thought in the situation, but you see the outcome of it, and you can't help but think... Well, he must have been thinking, you know, positive growth kinds of thoughts, victor mentality versus victim mentality.
0: Absolutely. And I love what he says to his brothers in the end, right? Oh, he, he's, I'm going to get chills. I, know, I, love I get, this quote. So when I, when I think about it, he, he says, you know, what you meant for evil, <laughs> mm-hmm. God meant, meant for, for good. good. Yeah. And, and when we see, you know, those sorts of stories like Joseph, even like Viktor Frankl, like mm-hmm. your grandpa, for example, it's like. Yeah, there is an enemy. There Mm -hmm. is evil out there. You know, there is a devil who is trying to destroy God's Mm -hmm. children and trying to like hold us down and and make us suffer and all of this. But even out of the difficulties, out of the suffering, out of the hardship, God can and He will bring good if we continue Mm -hmm. to trust that He has a plan and we continue to hang on to Him. You know, there were. There were months, there were years in Joseph's life where he was probably like, I don't know where this is going, but you know what? 13 years of ups and
1: downs. But I'm going to
0: choose to keep trusting that God Mm -hmm. has a plan and whatever happens, I'm going to remain faithful to him. And, you know, in the end, God's plan was beautiful and and it was preparing him for a great work to Mm -hmm. really, not only for his own life, but to rescue his whole family.
1: Yeah. And how powerful that all of that stuff together, all of the bad stuff that he went through. I I always think like he was a Hebrew or an Israelite in the midst of an Egyptian country. That's like and he was second in command. That's like us pulling somebody out of another country who has been like a slave and putting them up to vice president.
0: Yeah, it was amazing.
1: Yeah, pretty cool. Well. That's a good time to wrap up and everything. Um, Hopefully we're all going to be victors after this. Well, we can all be victors. So um, I want to thank you for watching or listening. However you came upon us and um, we'll send you off with that. And so, if you only take one thing away from today's show, remember this. If mental illness is a whole person problem, then it must have a whole person solution. I'm Amanda Anguish.
0: And I'm Dr. Daniel Binus. And And you've you've been been listening listening to the Brain Brain People Podcast.
1: Thanks for listening. To hear more episodes, find us on social media or support us financially, visit thebrainpeoplepodcast.com.